Hi, everybody, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week, it's Thanksgiving! Yay! Not really. Not really. For us, it's uh, not quite November. It's just, uh, yeah, we just had Halloween. Uh, uh, it'll be November by the time this is released, so... Yeah. We're only a couple weeks away from Thanksgiving. Yes, so... Uh, so hopefully you are not uh, too upset that we're covering this Thanksgiving episode of Will and Grace a little bit early. We thought about it, but then we thought that that might put things some uh, out of order, just because there's some stuff that gets brought up in this episode that might be spoilers if we skipped it, right. bring it out on Thanksgiving. So. so, you know, just, like, make yourself, like, a turkey sandwich. Or um, some pie, and some other pie, and a tart. That's true. Their uh, Thanksgiving food is basically just desserts. And so, cake. <laughs> yes, and cake. So make yourself some dessert, and uh, settle in. We're going to talk about this episode, which is called Homo for the Holidays. Yay! All right, let's go to the DVD set for our summary this week. Yay! Uh, Jack is forced into coming out to his mother during Thanksgiving dinner. His mother then reveals to Jack that she too has a secret. Jack's father is not his biological father. Okay, first of all, so many spoilers. Yeah! That's, okay, so obviously, hopefully you've seen this episode at least semi-recently if you're listening to this podcast, but in case you've forgotten, this is the episode where Jack finds out about his biological father. And also comes out to his mother. Right, but the biological father reveal is, like, a huge plot twist in the last five minutes. Yeah! So, like, putting it in the DVD box set, like, I'm glad I didn't read that. It's a giant spoiler. Yeah. Anyways. So, um... So we're not going to focus on that until the very end of the episode. Yes, because it's a plot twist, so we're going to get to it when plot twists are want to happen, which is the end of the episode. Right. One thing I like about this episode is it really revolves around one central conflict. Like, a good Thanksgiving episode does. It's very... Not really bodily, because we see actually an, a new set that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm, yeah, we get to see the terrace. Um, but the characters are all trapped in one room, and they're all dealing with one problem, which is that Jack's mother is coming to Thanksgiving, and yes. she's, quote, a monster, which <laughs> in Jack world is shorthand for, I will never let my friends meet my mother, because then they will discover that she does not know that I'm a homosexual. Hmm. Things that sound familiar. <laughs> Someone should talk. <laughs> Hey, my mother never didn't know that I wasn't a homosexual. I mean, what? <laughs> anyway. I think you have so many double negatives in there that you confused yourself. Yes. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. I'm getting by. I'm getting by. Uh, it's actually a really good setup for the episode because uh, we take Jack's words at face value that his mom's a monster because we just kind of assume, like, yes. what created this monster? Oh, it must be another monster. Yes. And so Jack's mom is a monster in that she's just kind of like Jack. Right. She's very self-involved. Nicer than Jack, mm-hmm. but very self-involved. But yeah, she seems generally pretty nice. Uh, she does a dry run to make sure that her hot dish for Thanksgiving doesn't get cold. Right. Uh, which I thought was kind of cute. And that's where we find out, actually, that she doesn't know, because she's chatting with Will and Grace, and she's like, oh, Grace, Jack said you were sort of funny. And Grace is like, oh, Jack said I was funny? She's like, well, sort of funny. Right. And then she's like, oh, I guess I'm glad that you guys stayed friends after you broke up. That was like an audible record scratch on the episode. Yes. Grace didn't even get to the conclusion that obviously Jack hasn't told his mother that he's gay yet. Yes. She's, she's, she's just like, wait, what are you talking about? She's genuinely confused. She's genuinely confused and is trying to correct her, but... I'm a little offended. Yes. Like a lot offended? Yes, very offended, which I would have been too, because the whole sort of funny thing would just kind of piss me off. I'm very funny, goddammit. You're sort of funny. Fuck you. <laughs> Anyways... So, um, as Jack's mother is literally going down the elevator, Grace is literally like, no, but Jack is a ho- Oh my god, she doesn't know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a really cool, like, momentum for the story. I mean, Mm -hmm. we get right into it. Like, as soon as we get back from the, like, opening credits bit, uh, Will is just, like, harping on Jack about it. Then Grace comes in and starts, like, doing, like, the lava, lava thing. Oh, hello, lava. (laughs) So, from the get-go, we know that this is going to be the main thread of the episode. Right. 
And it's kind of interesting because um, this show is not necessarily known for its continuity, but I liked that they were recasting this as something that the characters did not know. Right, yeah, I kind of liked it because it had been implied there had been some previous episodes where it sort of sounded like Jack had maybe been living with his mom, mm-hmm. or at least staying with her for a little right. bit. Um, and so the implication being that he showed up with Guapo and Klaus von Puppy at some point, that that's a gay man. Right. Well, he even made references to, like, his mother and, or, and father knowing he was gay, and that's very clearly not the case. Right. And it's very clearly a surprise to the other characters that it's not the case. So it's kind of good because we get kind of the meta understanding that we're rewriting this aspect of Jack's history. Right. But in character, it's also a rewrite. Right, yeah. So then basically we get Will being kind of offended, being like, dude, you guilted me into coming out by telling me yeah. stories about you coming out to your mom. I'd be super mad. If I had found out that you hadn't come out to your mom before I came out to my mom, I would have been so mad at you. Because you made me feel so guilty about it sometimes. I did not mean to. Well, you still did. I'm sorry. That's Okay. I did not mean to make you feel guilty for not coming out to your mom. Well, you did. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. But yeah, so we have this... <laughs> I'm glad you had to hear that, listeners. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so we get this this nice moment of Will basically calling Jack on his shenanigans. He's mm-hmm. like, uh-uh, this isn't, this is not right. You gave us all of this bullshit. You made me feel terrible for not coming out. Mm-hmm. La, la, la. And Jack's like, I know, but I just can't tell her. She's so self-involved. And then Will's like, well, I guess the apple didn't fall far from the tree on no, that no, one. No, no, he says the fruit. Oh, the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's even better. Yeah. I think the other thing really great that the lie does is it kind of, because, like, for Will, this is really tied up in, like, personal stuff. Like, yeah. he's personally connected to it. He's done this. Like, he and Jack mm-hmm. have shared history. For Grace and later for Karen, the lie becomes, like, they get a little self-centered and they make the lie about themselves. <laughs> the lie just becomes this sort of all-consuming, like, palpable, like, sentient thing. Right. Like, at first, Grace is kind of joking, like, oh, ex-boyfriend, this is so beautiful. But then, like, she really starts to, like, internalize it and be like, why would she say that he dumped me? What's wrong with me? Right. And then when she tells Karen, Karen is upset because she's like, God damn it, Jack, why didn't you say that I was your girlfriend? Right. And Jack's like, well, I didn't know you yet, crazy lady. And she's like, well, as soon as you met me, you should have broken up with Grace and hooked up with me. And he's like, but you're married and I'm gay. And she's like, not in the lie, you're not. And it's it's just such a funny twist because it's, it is equally as self-involved as... Jack. Yes. But it's really hilarious. Right. It gives Grace and Karen something to do. And from a, like, structural perspective, it gives the narrative something to do while Jack is dragging his feet on coming out to his mother at Thanksgiving. Right, exactly, because uh, it, it kind of amplifies how not ridiculous Jack coming out to his mom is compared to this ridiculous lie of straighthood that has, mm-hmm. like, snowballed into this, like, like, literally, like, at one point, Grace and Karen are just arguing because... Karen's like, oh, well, I was hooking up with Jack for two weeks before you two broke up. And then, you know, Grace being like, well, after he spent two weeks with you, he said his Harold and Maude days were over. And then he went back to me. <laughs> and, and, like, talk about internalizing it. Like, Karen is just so jealous that mm-hmm. Jack wouldn't have picked her. Like, over the course of an hour, these two have convinced themselves, it seems like, that they are in love with Jack and that they are fighting over him. Yes. And then, like, Jack's mom is just like, I just don't want to see you two fight over him. Like, girls, <laughs> girls, can't we all just get along? And, oh, my God, it's it's very funny. And it, it's so funny because it's also, like, clearly they're only saying this to protect Jack. But mm-hmm. they get so involved in it that he, like, is it no, clear? No. Well, is it clear the, that's what they're doing? At least at the start. Like, Grace just kind of goes along with it so that Jack can have his moment to that's come true. out. And then it just, it just gets away from them. And they're like, right. that is not even a factor anymore. I would say that Karen is not on board with that from the beginning. Like, Karen is thinking about herself, and she's like, well, I'm going to be his secret lover. Right. And Grace is like, 
I guess I will continue this story until Jack says what he came here to say. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then we get the thing where, uh, so Jack's mom arrives, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, look at this place setting. It's fit for a queen. And then everyone's just like, are you going to take that or? Uh, <laughs> like, whose turn is whose it? Whose turn is it? And so we just, we get all of these beautiful moments where his mom, like, clearly knows, but doesn't know that she knows. Right. And, um, oh my god, it's just, it's well, and, beautiful. Like, when Jack is talking about, like, all the clues, he's like, well, my mom caught me in bed with, like, this guy and that guy. Steven. Yeah, and with, then... At, with him and Steven and a dirt devil. Like, yes. Which I had so many questions about. Right. Like, when you expect, like, that to happen, I was like, like, oh, there were clues, like, you know, like, he was always wearing my high heels. No, it's, it's legit, like, caught him in bed with a naked dude. Yep. Which makes sense because he was living with her for a while. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's just it's beautiful. Um, we have so many uh, beautiful moments when like we'll call Jack out about mm-hmm. his like reaction. He just reacts in like these like inhuman ways where he just like does the thing where he's like touching every part of his body that he seems <laughs> to be able to put his hands on because he just doesn't know how to respond. I mean, this is all we've already talked about this being a really strong season so far, but yes. I think this is a really tight episode oh my from God. a dialogue standpoint. From a physical comedy standpoint. Oh, yeah. It's so great. Yeah, because we, we also have just so many beautiful things that we find out that Jack has told his mother to cover up this lie. Like, right. oh, I was wearing your heels to help me with an inner ear imbalance. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, the situation, because it's being played mostly for comedy until the end, mm-hmm. like, it has some laughs that just, like, organically work in there, you know? Yeah. But then, like, we also get these moments where it's not played for comedy, where it mm-hmm. is super real, and it's great. I think this is probably the best Will and Grace has done at giving a serious moment it's serious due. Like, we don't really pull away from this with a punchline. Even the last-minute reveal that Jack's biological father is not his father. Yeah. Like, is not really played for laughs. Like, it's kind of... It's funny, but, like, it's... Like, the reaction to it is funny, but, like, the actual fact of it isn't a joke. Right. Like, it's funny because Jack is so upset about it that he passes out. Right. Also, we should definitely talk about in a moment how Jack was totally conceived at a key party because how perfect is that? Oh, my God. Um... But it's, there's a real heart and density to this episode. Yeah. I think it's, even more than Jack's conversation with his mother, I think what's really meaningful for us as viewers is the conversation that Will and Jack have. Oh, yeah. You so know, because, like, this is a special guest star. Like, it's his mom, but, like, we don't have a connection to this person. Right. But we have this nice moment. And, of course, it starts with, like, Will kind of being a dick. Right. And he's like, well, at my family Thanksgiving, we always say what we're thankful for. But this year, I think we should all tell each other a secret. Which is kind of like... An unnecessary addition to the Right. Plot. That's the only thing I could say, like, okay, we didn't need to do that. Right. But I think at that point, since we've had several opportunities and Jack isn't taking them, he's just sort of trying to nudge him. Right, right. By, like, you cannot get out of this if we're revealing secrets. But then we have a real moment where Jack is like, la, 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 there are just some things that you can't say. And then he walks out onto the terrace. And yeah. because I'm a panically, can't panicky, mentally ill person, I was like, no, no, jump. <laughs> he didn't, though. It was fine. Well, as we see in a second, because this is the first time we're seeing the terrace, yes. it is gated in for the winter. Which is nice. So now Jack can't jump off of it. I was I was glad. I was worried. <laughs> so we see the terrace for the first time. And it, it's a really nice scene because, like, Will and Jack have a lot of, like, friendship moments, but I, don't, I think this is probably the first time we've seen them get really real with each other. Yeah, I mean, like, we almost, we had hints of it during the Frenchman episode. True. But this one was, like, it was no jokes. It was just... And the one with, um, the ex-boyfriend. Yes. But, like, this one was, like, it really wasn't played for laughs mm-hmm. so much. At least not with Will. And I think that's why it really helped that they went out. That, I mean, logistically, there's not a lot of places they can go. Right. But, like, them going on the ter- terrace and us getting, like, a totally new angle on it, I thought that helped on a more metaphysical way. Like, mm-hmm. they were separated from the group. They were isolated. They were in a room together. And they were really 
exploring a side of their friendship that they don't really do. Because yeah. Will is not very emotionally open. No. And Jack is really emotionally shallow. Yes. So those two things together basically mean that, like, any interaction we get that's serious is kind of like on the level of the Frenchman episode mm-hmm. or the ex-boyfriend episode, where it's, like, a little real and then it's funny. Yeah, Like, exactly. that makes sense for their characters and makes sense in the context of the show. Exactly. But yeah, no, I, I thought that that move, um, especially removing them from the rest of the party to go talk in this mm-hmm. like new setting, was sort of like, hey, we're talking about new emotional territory, and we're also going to go to like a literal new like physical location. Yeah, I thought that was really smart. Yeah, I thought it like, worked really the well. The writing and... Yeah, and so then we get a little bit of Will and Jack's backstory, mm-hmm. um, and so basically Will explains like when they first met, like Will was very closeted, and he was very ashamed, and... And he was overweight. And he, <laughs> by 20 pounds, 25 pounds... 30 pounds. 35 pounds. pounds. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, we get this moment where he explains that, like, he saw Jack at a party and Jack comes up to him and was like, aren't you tired yet? I thought that was just such a, that was such a revealing moment on so many levels. Like, it, for one thing, it really reveals, like, a depth of Jack that we don't normally see. Yeah. Like, Jack sort of has elements of, like, like, in Shakespearean dramas, there's always the character of the fool who's, like, mm-hmm. really funny and goofy and, like, is there for kind of relief, but always has, like, weird, insightful things. Yeah. And the character of Jack is sort of in that fool trickster tradition where, like, they're goofy and they're fun and they're there for laughs, but, like, they can really get at who a person is with, right. like, a throwaway line sometimes. Oh, man. Like, that, like, hurt. Like, that mm-hmm. cut me deep. I was, like, hooked. That's... And, like, it kind of sounds... At, at first, I kind of thought they were going to make it a throwaway line. Like, I thought, like, Jack was, like, trying to get Will into bed. Right. <laughs> but I was glad that they didn't because it did seem like the sort of thing that, like, Jack would say to someone he just met for the first time. Just, like, right. immediately sizing them up and being, like... Yeah, like, he clocked him. He was like, you are closeted and you need to not be. Right. And I, I thought that was such a cool insight into both of them. Yeah, I know? thought so, too. Like, especially because... It kind of, I, like, this, like, imagine, like, little baby gay Will, like, being, like, led into this beautiful rainbow mm-hmm. world by Jack, and he, like, took him to clubs and taught him how to dance without pointing all the time. Yeah, well, and from a more, like, psychological perspective, I can really see how for Jack, being someone who was, like, really openly gay, except in this one area, yeah, I can really see how it would have been very empowering for him to help Will, you know be more gay openly and then come out to his parents yeah. like he's sort of projecting onto Will exactly yeah and I I definitely felt that I mm-hmm. understood that a lot it also reminded me of this very funny Tumblr post once where it was like an advertisement for like a type of conditioner where it was called three days straight and it's like oh I'm going home for the holidays <laughs> <laughs> and it was like oh yeah me hi hello <laughs> yeah, hello <laughs> hello I have been there yeah I don't know I thought it was a really powerful powerful scene yeah and it also kind of gave me the feels a little bit, mm-hmm. just kind of thinking about us as people and our, like, general coming out narratives and stuff. Yeah. Because I think both of us really had the experience where we came out in our, like, quote, real lives a long time before we came out to our family. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, both of us were out to each other, out to most of our friends, mm-hmm. out, out, out in the world, except for Which, when we went home. in my experience, is most people's interactions, unless they come out, like, in high school. Yeah, like, I, I've generally found that with most of my queer friends, unless they came out when they were, like, still a teenager and living mm-hmm. at home, like, in general, this becomes a thing where they get comfortable with it, separated from their right. families, and then they tell their families later. Exactly. Because for part of it is, too, that we, most people we've interacted with have had some sort of break at age 18, 19, where they go to college, or they mm-hmm. move out, you know? Right. Where your day-to-day life becomes different than the life you have with your families. Right. And so it's hard to incorporate those. Like, I know that's something that I've really struggled with personally, mm-hmm. like, not just about, like, gay identity, like, 
but having just, like, a real life and then a family life and like realizing that those can fit together somehow. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I don't know, just that whole, aren't you tired yet line? Like, oh, it just sent me right back to 2013. Mm-hmm. I was 23. I was dating a girl. I was not telling my mom that I had been on and off dating girls for 10 mm-hmm. years at this point, And I was exhausted. Yeah. And I, it got there. It, I, I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I was tired. And then I got drunk and told my parents that I was queer. And it was <laughs> beautiful. <sort> of. <laughs> Sometimes we still have this discussion. My mom is not so ready to be cool with the bi thing. But mm-hmm. it's okay. She just kind of goes back and forth between, like, everyone's a little bit bi, and why are you like this? Do you just want attention? And I'm like, sure, yeah, that was it. I mean, that's unrelated. I'm like, yes, I want attention, but regardless, that doesn't have anything to do with my, my sexuality. I have a podcast for the attention. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, for me, like, with Jack's storyline is really very parallel to my own, where, mm-hmm. you know, not that I'm nearly as flamboyant as Jack. <laughs> what? What's that, what's that last supposed to mean? You're not. I'm just remembering how for your 22nd birthday, I sent you a purple scarf for you to flip over your shoulder for gay reasons, and you weren't even out to me yet because I had clapped you. It was lavender. Okay, it was it was still purple. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a gay-ass scarf, Matthew. It was a gay-ass scarf. He still has it. I do have it. It has a Bernie Sanders pin on it right now. Yeah. Hashtag R.I.P. Bernie. Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it... It becomes, like, like when, when we actually get to the point in the episode where Jack does come out to his mother and, like, comes back in from the terrace and, like, pulls her aside, which also, like, I really don't like this thing the way they do on TV where, like, someone has to say something important to someone, so they obviously, like, get in a big group and, like, make it be a moment. Yeah. Like, that's not how real life works. But he takes her, like, five steps away from the party. Yes. So they can all watch from a distance. Right. Which is way less weird. Yeah, totally. And I think the line that really, like, made it, like, officially, like, click for me is... When he tells her, like, like he's kept this from her for a long time, and that's wrong, because it makes it seem like I'm ashamed of something that I'm not ashamed of. Yeah. And I I really got that, you know? Mm-hmm. For me, coming out to my parents was not, it was not something I was ashamed of. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you get in the habit of not saying it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, I, I remember both of us, when we were both a little closeted to our parents, we were, like, talking about, like, you just, you're just so used to lying about it at this point that, like, you... It almost makes more sense just to keep it up. Like, it's easier. Right. It's so much easier. And, like, you feel bad about it, but then you go, then you don't live with them. You right. go home. Like, like, you go home and you're like, well, hey, boyfriend, hey, girlfriend. Like, right. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's more troubling to start telling the truth again. Yeah. And, like, I think, for me, it was once I realized that, really, mm-hmm. that I could get past it. Yeah, no. And, I mean, I've had similar struggles with my parents regarding like not just like my queer identity but also like I have like very serious depression and like coming mm-hmm. out about depression was difficult because mm-hmm. I was really met with a lot of resistance from mm-hmm. my family they don't really think that depression's a thing right so or they didn't they're getting better but right. at, when I was 19 it wasn't it was really like a put down that I did not need and so then I you know proceeded to internalize it and pretend like I wasn't depressed for about mm-hmm. five years which was really fun <laughs> don't recommend um but yeah so I, I definitely I really feel that like I'm not telling you this, and it's not because I'm ashamed, because I'm not ashamed, just because it's become easier. Right. It's just because this is this is what I've become. I just lie about it. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not it's not good. Yeah. It's not healthy. It's it's putting off a problem that you could resolve very quickly. Yes. Um and so I'm glad that we see that in this mm-hmm. episode. This felt very true to an experience that I'm sure a lot of other people, in addition to myself and this fictional character, had. <laughs> yeah, and 
I mean, we also get some laughs afterwards. So, like, Jack tells her that he's gay. And right. then she reacts by being generally pretty silent, which seems like in the McFarlane family is strange and not right. normal. And so then, because Karen and Grace are there, they um, <laughs> naturally swoop in to try and reassure her that it's totally fine. He'll always be the same little boy who's trying on your high heels. Yeah. Whatever the line is. Yeah. And so, but then she bur- bursts into tears, and she's, you know, saying nice things to Jack, being like, like, I just want you to be happy, like, mm-hmm. uh, all this stuff. But then she's like, but I have a secret of my own. Because, <laughs> of course, she's been holding back something selfish from him. Right. And so that's when the big spoiler happens. Right. And the twist that his dad is not his dad. And he was conceived at a key party. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's just such a, a Jack detail. That, like, of course, like... Mm-hmm. If Jack was a woman, he'd have already had a baby from a key party by now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it just makes such perfect sense that his origins begin at a party where they throw your keys in a bowl and the bowl in the pool. Well, and admittedly, the show does that trick where, like, like this woman who in her youth was very sexually fluid and very much like Jack is now, like, this cute, you know, well-dressed, like, nice haircut, buttoned-up old lady. Her bangs are a little short. Her bangs are a little short, as she points out. (laughs) Um, And I, I love that reveal. Like, yes. it's basically, like, the crux of the Golden Girls mm-hmm. is that reveal that, like, seniors are people, too. Yes, and so, yeah, we get this nice reveal that, like, yeah, in my younger and more vulnerable years, I was a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's really, I was expecting it to be, like, a more traditional, like, your dad's not your dad, I slept with his best friend. The key yeah. party is a lovely twist. Oh, yeah, it's a nice twist that it's, like, not only is your dad not your dad, but I don't know who the fuck your dad is. Well, and because it's the late 90s, there is really a couple different ways that this can go. Like, if they want to bring it back, mm-hmm. they could start dipping into, like, DNA testing. Right. Or, because it's the key party, Jack could be like, well, I guess I'll never know who my dad is. Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways it could go. I don't want to spoil how it does. Yeah. I also don't really remember exactly how it goes, but I feel right. like there's some daddy drama that follows. Yeah. It would yeah. seem foolish of the show not to tap into that well, at least at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah, especially since they made such a big deal out of revealing it. Right. Well, and, I mean, it's no secret that every character on the show is going to have mommy and daddy issues, except maybe Karen, because her parents are probably fossilized by now. I'm pretty positive that she just sprang forth from someone's head, right. fully formed with a martini in her hand. But, like, all th- the other three characters very clearly have parental issues, mm-hmm. so it would seem ridiculous to assume that the show is not going to dip into that right. at some point. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah, I just mean, like, mom and dad stuff, everyone has it. Like, they fuck you up, your mom and dad. Like, yeah. And so, like, if there's a lot of comedy that can be found there. Like, I want to say, like, half of my, like, ridiculously weird humor is just because it's like, oh, look at this thing my parents did to me, and I'm so <laughs> fucked up. Yay, yeah. parents. The circle of life. The circle of life. No, I think with this episode, that makes Will the only... I mean, obviously, except for Karen, fossilized parents, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Will's the only character who we haven't seen a parent of, correct? We do see one this season, I think. Okay, that's cool. I'm pretty Because we saw his brother. Yes, but we, we, Will, we've only interacted with his brother so far. We have not seen right. either of his parents. We've heard one episode where he was on the phone with his mom. Okay. Um, but I don't think we've met either of them yet. But I okay. feel like we meet at least his dad later in the season. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But we also, we get this um, confirmation that Will is apparently out to his family in this episode. So right. when we do Unless he's that, lying, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I I think that's interesting because uh, we're slowly building up the reality that these people live in and building in important yeah. people in their lives. Yeah. It, this season sort of has felt a little bit less sitcom where they just, like, plop these people in this situation. And it's a little bit more like, let's world build a little. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the people who surround these 
And that's the sort of thing you get when you have more confidence that you're going to get renewed. Mm-hmm. When you have had a really good first season and you're having a really good second season. Right. But, oh my gosh, this season has been so good so far. I mm-hmm. feel like there's only been, like, one episode that we weren't thrilled with. And it was because of fucking Harlan. Yeah. And so, like, we don't have Harlan. So, you know, ipso facto. Everything's let the good times roll. Great. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, yeah, I'm really enjoying this so far. I thought this episode was a good combination of emotionally honest but mm-hmm. funny. Um, I thought that was nice. We get to meet Jack's mom. She seems pretty sweet, um, despite her being a liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's just one other thing that I totally forgot had happened, but I just remembered. That moment where Jack is freaking out so much that he tells them that they're not telling his mom that he's 30. <laughs> and yep. I'm just like, oh, baby. Oh, schnookums. Darling. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Yay. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, since we're talking about Thanksgiving, I think it's worth noting that we are probably going to take that particular holiday off. Yes. So, um, we are Americans and we will have to go home for Thanksgiving. So I think is that, was the third, third? Yeah. Look at the calendar now. So we'll be, as you're listening to this right now, as we release it, it's, uh, November 3rd. Yes. So we're going to do the next two episodes and Mm -hmm. then we're going to take off for Thanksgiving. Yes. So, uh, we'll have a one-week hiatus, and then we'll be right back on the 1st of December. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, just as an FYI, we'll probably be taking Christmas off as well. Yeah. Uh, just because family stuff. We might try and pre-record an episode, but if it doesn't happen... Yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, speaking of places you can find out where we might announce things, like when we're taking a week off, let's talk about our social media. Okay. All right. Great. So, you can find us on Twitter at NotACoupleShow, on Tumblr at NotACouplePodcast.tumblr.com. You can send us an email at NotACouplePodcast at gmail.com, and our show notes are on Medium. Woo! Yeah! All right. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. Yay! Uh, Once again, I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this is Ben, Not A Couple. Bye-bye. This episode of Not A Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, Eliza. This episode of Not A Couple was sponsored by Diana Ross's Common Outfits. Perfect for your next holiday gathering when you need to tell your family something very serious about it.